Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. We are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of different listeners. Andy. Naomi, the change, the absolute change, you were about to crawl into bed. Now, this is late afternoon, early evening. We are recording this intro. Yeah, it's, all, you were, it's not even 6 p.m. <laughs> you were it's about to collapse. I don't. The minute, listeners... You know that she's a professional. You've seen her special. You've watched her on TV. But in person, to see her turn the switch. Like, and you know why? Like like she's flipping a cap around so she can do uh, arm wrestling. That was real complicated, babe. Uh, I believe everyone has seen the Stallone movie over the top and knows exactly, <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my god, an encyclopedic knowledge of less than popular culture. Like before we started, when I was watching a clip of Abbott Elementary starring, of course, former guest Janelle James. Yes. And I said, hey, <laughs> I go, hey, everybody, Chris Jim's the camera on Abbott Elementary. No, no, no. That would have made a little more sense. He goes, on Abbott Elementary, everybody hates Chris Jim's the camera. <laughs> and I said, on Abbott Elementary, everybody hates 
Chris Jims. Okay, so then I got to think of what Jims refers to. Mm-hmm. The layers, the levels, there was an inception. <laughs> there was an inception element to it. And that's what you get from my side of the podcast, uh, <laughs> Obscure References. Mm, mm, mm. So Naomi, so you, but like to see that switch, you were exhausted. You were about to go to sleep. But to do see you, you. But do you know what though? It's What's also that? a testament to how much I love our listeners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I know I have to show up for them, I get ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, I suit up and show up. Okay, because they have opened their hearts, they have loosened their butts. I've got to give them the best that I got. And you know what I love, Naomi? What? How our listeners also suit up and show up for us and for the show. Absolutely, because we get a lot of comments mm-hmm. on uh, some of the advice questions we yes. do and uh i always like to read ones where uh someone mentioned something that we haven't thought of or something of course something new something that adds to the advice that we gave and so uh we got this dm uh, on instagram uh about jeff hiller's episode last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. our good pal jeff hiller now in it we answered a question someone was looking for a therapist that could specifically understand lgbtq plus issues mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. And uh, this person writes us and says, Hi, Naomi and Andy. I love the show. I wanted to comment on Jeff Hiller's episode, specifically the person who asked where they could find a therapist. I am a therapist, parentheses, and always find your advice spot on, by the way. Okay, okay. Medical Mm -hmm. professional Mm -hmm. says we are right. Mm -hmm. And I would would also recommend HelloAlma.com if people don't have good luck on psychology today. Hope that helps. Hello Alma, H-E-L-L-O-A-L-M-A dot com. I don't know if this person is financially involved. <laughs> I should have maybe uh, vetted it before <laughs> saying this out loud. But uh, if uh, if you can't find someone on psychology today, I guess try that. And if it uh, let us know if it is a uh, if it's a trap. <laughs> we know. I tr- I trust this person. I trust them because they said our <laughs> advice is spot on. So I think they know what's up. I think they're a professional and they're just here to help. Uh-huh. So if someone flatters you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> uh, also, Naomi, we get updates. We get updates from people who have called in to ask for advice questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We give the advice. Mm-hmm. And then we love to hear if they've taken the advice. Or perhaps accidentally we have answered the question way too late. And they've already <laughs> gone through whatever the uh, event was. But... Uh, I think this was Jenna Friedman's episode from a couple episodes ago. Someone called and they're like, hey, I'm back at work. Uh, uh, I am freaking out. There's an open floor plan. Everybody working their nerve. Everybody working the nerve, and especially with COVID and all that kind of stuff, right? So here is their update. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I uh, am following up on an advice question that you answered um, a few weeks ago about um, the open floor plan situation and working in an office during COVID and also the situation of being frustrated by coworkers that I work with. Um, a few updates. Um, number one, um, you mentioned some really great suggestions and then maybe some questionable ones. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to commit to publicly at my workplace mem- identifying as a member of QAnon, but I do appreciate the creativity. Um, but uh, we we are required to wear masks and have been wearing masks the whole time since we returned. So. At least they require masks, although I will say people be half masking, which arguably why wear it at all if you're just going to have it on half. So that always frustrates me. And then people who will be chomp chomping away, you know, not that far away from me, have their mask off, which they are allowed to have it off if they're eating or drinking. And, you know, so that is like, okay, maybe we 
Maybe we take lunch outside since we live in California. But anyway, um, and then also the, the plant suggestion, you know, perhaps we'll see. But uh, the update is that, unfortunately, I haven't gotten a new job quite yet, you know, the holidays. But uh, Omicron took care of that for me. So we've actually been working remotely again uh, since mid-December. And as of now, we'll be working remotely for at least another month um, as they kind of monitor things and trying to, you know, keep people safe. Uh, initially, they didn't seem like they were going to do that. Um, and we were kind of pushing of like, mm, maybe we could not do this again. So, yes, as of now, working remotely has eased a lot of that stress about being around people who um, frustrate me. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, how Omicron goes and if and when I have to go back. Also, I, I do wear headphones already. Of course, I wear headphones every day, all day, basically, listening to podcasts such as this one. And um, people be loud. So they just cut right through. I could keep making the volume louder and louder, and uh, they just cut right through. So that, unfortunately, has not helped a ton, but it does help a little. But anyway, thanks for your advice. Thanks for the help. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Remember in the 80s, all those stand-up routines, people be half-masking? <laughs> it was women be shopping and people be half-masking. Absolutely. And people be loud. Okay? They'd be loud. They'd be half-masking. They'd be shopping. And, you know, I never thought there'd be an upside to Omicron, but great. Yeah. Great. Hey, great. It this- looks like it looks like the <laughs> Omicron variant worked out for one person. Exactly. So thank goodness. Thank goodness. By the way, while that was playing, I did look up Hello Alma, and it looks legit. Okay, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, if it's a scam, I'm going to say this. If it's a scam, it's a good one. Because <laughs> it looks too legit to quit. And... You know what? We'll never quit, Naomi. What? Telling people about today's guest. Who is our guest today? Oh, today's guest is the hilarious, the wonderful Nori Reed. Nori is a comedian and writer and actor. Honey, she's all over the place. And if you live in Los Angeles, you can see Nori's show, Icons Only, at the Elysian Theater. Next show is February 24th. And again, you can go to Elysian Theater's website and get some tickets. Yeah, Nori's the best. Nori's the best in the game. In fact, why are we going to delay any further? Stop delaying. (laughs) I took a pause to delay delaying. Do you know what I mean? Like it was meta. Anyway. Roll it. Nori, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, You know I'm mildly obsessed with you. Mm. And Uh, so it's just great to get here, you know. I think Uh, I can extend (laughs) to both of us. You're also obsessed? Yeah, you're at least you're. I don't know you at all as a human being, <laughs> but at least your social media profile you make me laugh. So Thank you know, you. Um, I think that can. It's funny because Andy was like, there was something you said that was so funny, and he's like, oh, I would love to retweet that, but I feel like if I do, people won't get it. Like they'll think that I'm bad. <laughs> you know, like if he as cis white dude went to retweet something, they'd be yeah. like, what the hell are you talking the about? The irony doesn't translate to me. Yes, I still think you should retweet. <laughs> if I can be honest, I think you should just retweet. All right, let's see. You know, I'll, go, I'll go to your. When, when you, it was the most recent example of this was when you were like, "Yes, God created gay people as a joke, but that doesn't make us any less valid." I yes. laughed out loud so hard that I was like, "That uh, it, it doesn't like if I retweet it, it doesn't come out right from me." So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, there's some things that make like Godel's incompleteness theorem. Okay, there are truths in the. In the system that the system mm-hmm. can't prove, all right? Mm. There are things that make me laugh that are not for me. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is philosophy. What does that mean, Nori? How does it feel to know you're changing lives and operating on all these levels? All I know is I want to be the first trans comic that's canceled by Glad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm worried <laughs> That's what I'm working towards every day. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful goal. Yes. Um, Now, when did that really become (laughs) a goal? (laughs) goal. Yeah, when did you put that on your bucket list? Ooh, I think, you know, um, it's been a lifelong dream, to be honest. (laughs) I think, like, ever since... I was that queer little kid in Kentucky. Oh, yes, it was Kentucky. Kentucky. And I saw that GLAD was a thing. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky, (laughs) Kentucky. Um, And I saw that GLAD existed and that it really wanted queer people to be in a very specific... (laughs) I'm so so rebellious. I'm such a rebellious, like trickstery kind of a person (laughs) and so when when there's like rules and there's things to follow it makes me want to like you know, like do something bad, kind kind of. Nora, I was talking about that in therapy today. You yeah, were? about yeah. me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yes, about you specifically. No, about that. Where I'm like, I really resent authority. Yes. I, I resent arbitrary authority. If it's going to be telling me to do something good, like get a vaccine, then and all the it's peer reviewed and all that kind of stuff. Then I'm like, yeah, sure, do that. It's for the public good. But if you're telling me like, don't torrent this television program. Then I'm gonna be like, "Fuck you! Why are you telling me like that's arbitrary?" As far as yeah. I'm concerned, no, I'm, I'm, I agree. And with Glad, like in, in all seriousness, reality, I'm so mm-hmm. supportive of Glad and what they do, and I obviously it's so important. Um, but I just love how like it's it's great that the rules need to change. That means we've made progress. Like like I love the fact that we are not in the same place we were like ten years ago with mm-hmm. with like queer representation. And because of that, like, I do want to talk about my genitals. You know what I mean? Like, yes, because, yes, yes, yes. Because Glad was like, listen, like, never, never <laughs> talk about genitals with a trans person. Okay? Like, never. Mm-hmm. And we needed those rules. Like, we needed them. But now it's like, you know, my vagina is sweaty. And I want to talk about <laughs> 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 well, Thank you. Honestly, that's universal. Yeah. Is it not? The sweatiness? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> now, let's just go back real quick to Kentucky because yes. yeah. it's the world of justified. We <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Because I want to hear about, you know, uh, 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 Mitch McConnell. Was he not the the senator uh, so from hot. there? He's so hot. Is that what we're talking about? He's so yeah. hot. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this like, is a... yeah. His little slit of a mouth. His mouth is a slit. <laughs> no, gross. His little no. uh, his face looks like he's that Star Wars. The it's a trap yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's been dead for a while. Um, when did you I'm... like? Where in Kentucky? How Kentucky was it? Ooh. Was it the Raylan Givens area, like the coal mining? It's not the coal mine. It's more the farm town. So it's on the western part of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it was like 3,000 people in the whole Ooh, county. What? And it was called Christian County. The no, no. County. Oh, come on. And Dory. Bell Hooks was born and raised there. Oh, what? Christian County, Kentucky? Christian County, Kentucky. So, wow. you know, rest in power. It's obviously very, yeah. very sad about, about what happened with Bell Hooks. But, um, Anyway, I love like I feel like any uh, any direction we go, I just make it sad. I just feel like anything we talk about, I'm like I'm gonna make it sad. Nor can I tell you, real sad. In my head, I was like, 
what if Nori went off on bell hooks for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> I was because you're such a contrarian, you think? Yeah, well, I was in my head, I was in my head, and what if, as a joke, she like started to like go off on bell hooks, and I was that's like, that's why. <laughs> no, that that's why I loved bell hooks so much, is because she also was like very rebellious and like kind of like you know i remember when she went after beyonce uh-huh. and everybody oh, was like yeah, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing like bell hook stop and she was like no like <laughs> i'm gonna talk about beyonce because i want to uh it, a friend of amazing. mine a friend of mine from grad school i don't know if bell hooks was her mentor or just like a friend from when she went to barrier and i think she yeah, she taught at Barry. I think yeah. my yes. friend taught at Barry actually, mm-hmm. but um, so maybe they were just colleagues. But like she said, that Bell would talk shit on everyone, <laughs> and I think that it's I love that because my um my experience in grad school was of this very kind of like down to earth anodyne Protestant repressed bullshit, and I just <laughs> love the idea of having someone like talking shit on everyone else. No, I love. I I hope she also talked about her students like that, <laughs> like just like talking the most shit about about them. Um, no, but it's it's like the small town, like it's middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Truly, like I always say that, like when I was born, I was born in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which is an army base, <gasps> and my parents could have gone to Clarksville, where there's this like huge like Korean community, mm-hmm. and like it's more hustling and bustling. I would have had like a great childhood there, or they could have <laughs> went to Christian County, which is like desolate, no Korean people, no huh. Asian people, and they chose they they went that way. Which I always I'm like, why? What made them do that? I don't understand. But did you ever get you know. a real answer from them? No, I mean, I my mom, you know, my mom is Korean and my dad is um, white. <laughs> it was hard for me to say that. <laughs> I saw I know it. Oh, that burnt. That burnt coming up. Um, he is indeed. Um, God, God, God bless his soul. And because uh, he, he's he's dead. He's dead and white. Um, oh, okay. God uh, rest. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to laugh, but say he's dead and white. Oh, he's dead and white for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. My my mom, for whatever reason, wanted distance from the Korean community because she said <laughs> that they were like really judgmental, and she didn't want to like be a part of like the the, the like all the judgment. But maybe for maybe having a white husband. For having a white husband, maybe oh, it's okay. because she had a white husband. I don't know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. So you and I'm just imagining for some reason, like little Nori in the country, like listening, like watching TV, Dick Clark's new rockin' New Year's Eve. A piece of wheat, a piece of wheat sticking out of your teeth. (laughs) Absolutely. Just being like, one day I'm going to go to the big city. Yeah. I mean, that it. well, yeah, I think you're you you nailed it. It's kind (laughs) of like that. I mean, I like literally rode horses we, I literally rode horses to go pick blackberries. Oh my god! Which I think god. is that's a pretty, you know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's something. Yeah, you're a farm um, girl. You were a true a farm, farm child. Girl. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then, you have the farm girl um, uniform, like the overalls, that? overalls, and uh, <laughs> a plaid shirt. Yes, <laughs> and, then, and yeah, painted on freckles, you know, yeah. thing. Yeah. absolutely, yarn Sitting in my a bale hair. of hay, <laughs> absolutely. No, I mean, in reality, it was more. I mean, 
it's just like a, the Bible Belt. It's so conservative. <laughs> so I mean, like there wasn't one gay person in my town. There wasn't one Jewish person in my town. There wasn't. There was like no diversity. Like I was the only Asian person in my entire school. Right. So right. it was just a very, very strange upbringing. It, I mean, which is why I'm probably a comedian because it's just like when you're, I don't know, like when you're like so othered, like from such from the start, like from the mm-hmm. start you're othered. Yeah. You really kind of have to learn how to observe and for just for survival, like you're yes. really just observing your surroundings so that you know how to act. Like mm-hmm. I got to learn how to act. And so it makes you very like, you know, aware of how people behave and like what they're what they're doing and stuff. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's my theory on my other podcast beginnings where I, I'm like, there has to be something that pushes you out of what I call beer commercial <laughs> ideology. Right. There's got to be some twins. Exactly. That's what he always says, Nori. He goes twins. There's got to be something that makes you not want to play volleyball on the beach with twins. Twins. (laughs) Maybe it's, you know, for me being Jewish in a very Christian area, right? For you. Yes. Right. Growing up. Uh, the only Asian American person in a very white area, right? With a lot of Jesus. Yeah, like it's funny. It's funny because like the people who I gravitated towards were like other type of like weird mm-hmm. people. Like one of my best friends was was this guy named Doug, who was like a Jew for Jesus. Oh no! So <laughs> he so he he was not Jewish in any ethnic. Eth- ethical ethical or (laughs) way he really was a white guy who was like i'm jewish and just decided that for himself and then he taught me how to play the shofar wow i don't even have a shofar (laughs) that would be a cool thing to have on the wall naomi have a shofar but yeah doug taught you to play Mm -hmm. i just can't get over how deep he got into it given but there was really no one to tell him you know what I mean? Like, he was like, yeah. I watched a YouTube video and I learned what this was. Yeah, like, for him, it was that, like, he loved Judaism, but he believed that Jesus was the was the Messiah. That, like, that they were just mm-hmm. wrong. That, like, Jesus was the person that they were waiting for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, I'm not here to, I don't, this is not no, what we I we can't, believe. we can't. This is not Listen. a Doug intervention. No, I think we should talk about the second coming on here. No. Really, I, really dig in. Listen, if I have to, if I have to like, you know, run over Doug, I'll, I'll run over Doug. <laughs> like throw him under the bus. Cause I, that's not my, listen, I'm not, me and Doug are different. We're not well, the same. Wait, wait, quick question. If I handed you a shofar today, could you, could you tequila Godola with the best of them? It's like a bicycle, right? Could you, <laughs> yeah. Could you Sunny Rollins it? Once you show far, you always show far. Wow. Yeah. And then so and then like because there were no queer people to look up to, like I like I will I would watch Comedy Central, and like very like 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 comedians who were not actually queer were like queer to me, like Mitch Hedberg. Was mm. someone who I would watch a lot and be really intrigued by, and you have to like create your own kind of role models if you don't like have them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. That's interesting yeah. about Mitch Hedberg. That's like a. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was when you were younger? Because you would have been real little, right? Like middle school. Yeah, I was. De- yeah, that's. I was in middle school. Yeah. And what was it about Mitch? Was it was it the monotone? Was it looking off into space? You were like, 
I think you get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I had never seen anyone like him before. And like the way he talked and the way that he like saw the world was so queer to me mm-hmm. that I literally in my head was like, oh, is that a queer person? Like, is that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, and then once I started to see more things and actually see like queer representation in the media, like Will and Grace and stuff, then it was like, oh, like. But until then, like Mitch Hedberg for me was was the queer (laughs) representation. I don't know. Yeah. That's wild. Now, when did you leave Christian County? Was it right after high school? Yeah. So um, I was like the only student in my class to leave Kentucky. (gasps) That it's like that kind of a place. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, (laughs) I went to Ohio to a liberal arts school. Mm -hmm. Oberlin? Yeah. uh, Chloe, it was. It's the sister, the sister school of Oberlin. It's Kenyon College. Kenyon, yes, yes. I almost went to Kenyon. They had a black yes. person call me to say, yeah. "Come to Kenyon," and I said, "Nope, you laid it oh. on too thick, sis." Yes, yes, no, <laughs> you you read it right. It was like very lack a huge lack of diversity. I think like, I mean, for me coming from where I come from, it was a step in the right direction. Yeah. But uh-huh. like looking back now that I've lived more life, I'm like, oh damn, that was a yeah. white institution. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But you did but you did like it when because it was, yeah, it was really like hippy dippy Lucy yes. Lucy, yeah. I would say like it attracts a lot of weird people, which is mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. And because you're kind of in the middle, again, you're in the middle of nowhere. It's like you're in the woods and <laughs> <clears throat> all you had to do is like drink and like talk to each other, I guess. <laughs> and so that's all we, we did. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, I would say, yeah, it was worth it. I mean, I I, I didn't pay for it. So, you know, I was on, I, I was on a little, I was on a scholarship. So Absolutely. if I, if I would have had to pay for it, I don't think it's worth it because it's, <laughs> It's no like, indie rock shows? Nothing like that? I had indie pl- rock shows. I remember playing a show at Oberlin once. I know it's not really? Kenyon, but yeah. In that area? because yeah. I Isn't Oberlin in Ohio? Yeah, yeah. Oberlin's like an hour away. Yeah, I went to Pitt. And so I remember my band, we went with a couple other bands and played Oberlin once. That's all. Yeah, we would get like indie bands before, they, like Grizzly Bear and like stuff like that before they like got bigger and stuff. Um, it was cool. Like the thing that was hard, I think, was that I I came from a very like lower middle class, like working class background, and Kenyon is mostly like coastal elite. Like it's it's kind mm-hmm. of like the New Yorkers and the L.A. kids who want like an alternative type of college experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little hard because it was like a culture shock of like, oh, th- I had never before interacted with people with such privilege, and mm-hmm. it was like. Kind of crazy. I had to like relearn. Like, if in Kentucky I was having to mirror all of these people, I had to learn all over again how to mirror these white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, Do it was you like remember a new, like a specific time that that happened, or a specific thing you had to mirror. Well, I mean, this is an answer. I'm going to take your question and and not answer it and do something okay. completely different. We love that. Because you're um, a rebel. <laughs> yeah, you're a rebel. Yeah, we love exactly. It. Don't tell me what to do, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when I first got there, <clears throat> I had like a little, like a cute little breakdown because it was so overwhelming. Like not like a cute, like a little tiny cute one. Mm-hmm. And the school kind of like politely asked me to go to therapy 
Like mm-hmm. they're they're like, wouldn't it be cool? They're like, wouldn't it be kind of cool <laughs> if you went to therapy once a week and you have to sign this so that you have to go? And I was like, oh, okay. And so I, that's when I started going to therapy for the first time in my life. Okay, and that was a huge support in terms of the culture shock and the, mm. um, because up until that point, I mean, I went to a Christian school my whole life, so we taught the creationism in school. Ooh. Oh no, uh, no, you know, just very like this is the first time that I've been I was being taught like things that were you know facts and like. <laughs> real things and it was really hard and um i'm so grateful for that therapy because it just really truly saved my life and helped me to navigate the experience um and then i went when i went home for the first time uh for a break you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was like what like thanksgiving break or something a cute little break just a cute little break a little tiny one <laughs> and i i got dinner with my old classmates who were still in that kind of cultish kind of hardcore christian and i started being like what if you know evolution is real or like what if gay people aren't going to hell and then my friend morgan started crying and she said uh she (laughs) she said you've changed (laughs) (laughs) and then she started sobbing and she went you're not going to go to heaven with us oh lord Oh, Morgan. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. Was that the end of you and Morgan? Or were you like, don't worry, don't worry. I was just asking. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Oh, she's a bitch. She's <laughs> she's always been. Listen, from day one, she was a bitch. And I'm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to heaven with her because that would be hell. not the best. Exactly. That would be hell. Yeah, exactly. That's what they say. <laughs> what do they say? <laughs> Going to heaven with Morgan would be hell. Oh, yes. a classic saying. Classic, classic. classic. saying. Now, yes. as you know, Nori, we're going to be answering people's relationship questions. We're going to be helping them mm. deal with their feelings. This is why we're giving all, getting all this backstory. You know what I mean? So it yes. can inform. Like, that lets us know where you're coming from when you start to help us help them. Okay? Yes, yes. Can we just talk about Grinder and the very mm. funny conversations <laughs> you have with people on Grinder? Because you will also, again, this is from Nori's Instagram. She will post, you know, little just like uh, stills of a little back and forth. And there are some crazies out here. There was an Elder Plum. Oh, Elder Plum. Wait, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Stop. Stop. Like Elder as in Mormon Elder? Yes. So I started getting these unsolicited texts from a certain Elder Plum from back home. Because I still have my phone number from Christian County. Same, num- oh, same number. Okay. So the the Mormon Church had gotten, I think, a bunch of numbers to start to you know do some missionary work, and so he started sending me texts. Missionary work sending- in a Christian. So to, so they're like Christians yes. are the edge of Mormonism. Let's see if we can like push them over. What's so uh, What's so weird about that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Woo. It just it's. It seems so nuts to me. Okay, go oh, it's, on. Sorry. It is, yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. Wait, so that's not Grinder. I thought because it was like that blue and the yellow that it was Grinder. That was, no, Elder Plum was all through text. And, oh, he was But direct. I started I started telling him about like, oh, I went to a sex party and I think mm-hmm. I got COVID from the sex party. <laughs> and um, the way he met that was such non-judgment and like, hmm. except it was kind of hot. Like people were really... <laughs> 
shipping me and Elder Plum <laughs> to kind of get together yeah. because he was just so like um, su- supportive and just like <laughs> he was he's a real one. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Just, he was like, "I'll pray for you." And you it were was like, All yes. Right. It was Elder Plum on Grinder with the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that I know it was a Grinder, well, wait, now wait, 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 wait. hold on, Elder hold on, Plum. hold on. What I I need to know. Yeah. Did you actually get COVID at a sex party, or were you just fucking with no, Elder Plum? <laughs> I was fucking with. I was. I was like, look, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna mess with me and text me like unsolicited. Like and you're gonna like come to my. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you back with some with some nonsense, <laughs> and that's what I did, and it was it was worth it. I think, yeah, that's I regret nothing. <laughs> Nori, I don't know your lifestyle. Maybe you're going to sex parties. Maybe you're I'm getting not. COVID every other week. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's not me. Okay, well, okay, well, now I need to know. Like, yeah, what is your dating relationship style? Are you like a I feel like you probably don't like a lot of people, meaning like because like you know people are dumb. So I could see you just being like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Is that I call myself. I call myself. I'm like a semi demi. Okay. So um, I'm I'm kind of like kind of like a demisexual, which I know is kind of annoying because that you know people those type of words are annoying. Um, well, I've just you're the you're the second person who's like used that recently. I hadn't heard it before. Yeah. I want to say like two months ago. Yeah, it it essentially just means I need to have like a strong emotional connection to someone to even feel sexual like with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So it's more about safety and about connection and emotional safety. Mm-hmm. So that because of that, but 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 I'm not asexual, so I still mm-hmm. very much am a sexual person. So it creates some sometimes comes some, some conflict because. You want to be sexual, but you also want to like, like the person. Be kind of <laughs> annoying about it. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> That's not annoying, though. I get that where you're like, okay, like you want it to be with someone who you actually like as a human, not just yes. as a face or body. Yeah, I would. I would say like that throughout my life, the types of people that I've fallen in love with are are very diverse like some of them are older some of them are younger uh, not legal <laughs> no they're they're not i'm talking you know 24 <laughs> is the low i don't know i didn't want to got you we didn't say anything. i don't know you immediately <laughs> no are you immediately just, like some older some younger oh, by the way uh, when i mean younger <laughs> i don't know i feel like andy's been asking a lot of follow-up questions and i just wanted to get in there and like kind of make sure that i was covering like, that wasn't gonna be bases. the follow-up question that was not i assumed andy is elder plum okay he is what? non-judgmental oh. he's taking it okay. in he's taking so, it in non-judgmentally <laughs> Essentially, I'm just saying that there's a diversity in age and also, like, the way they look, the way, mm-hmm. like, their backgrounds. Like, it's just, to me, it's really about a connection, like, with a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what does that mean, then, for your long-term relationships or even short-term? What does that mean for your, you know what? You're dating. Relationships, period. You're dating. Period. In, it To me, it does make it harder. I think it makes it more challenging because... Naomi, you're spot on. People annoy me. I, I'm so annoyed by people. And so, like, going on a date with someone who's a stranger and having to do the whole, like, small talk and the... That's very boring to me. I hate it. It's just... Mm-hmm. It, I, I really... 
I don't like online dating. I find it to be like very boring and just kind of not my vibe. And mm-hmm. so that kind of means it has to be more like real life encounters. But then with COVID, that's not happening very much. So it's been all this to say, I mean, all of this just to say it's been a little bit of a dry spell recently, you know, it's mm-hmm. with COVID and the mm-hmm. pandemic, it's been a little harder to get out there. But no, I mean, I've definitely had some amazing loves in, in my <laughs> life, some incredible loves. I also wanted to say that I, uh, I dropped out of grad school to be a family and marriage therapist. What? Okay, we're at the what thirty minute mark. Okay. Hold on, yes. hold on, hold on. We got this to is the a thirty minute mark. You throw a bombshell like that's a that. Bombshell. Into... That's a bombshell. So yeah. w- wait, you dropped out of grad. So what were you in grad school for in the first place? No, no, that's what I mean. I, I was oh. in grad school to be a family and marriage therapist. Oh, okay, and then, I, and then I dropped that. out. How far along out. were you? A little, like a year. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I uh, and then I was like, nah, I actually want to do other stuff. But but I all this to say, I'm a therapist. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you want to pursue that in the first place? Ugh. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm You're crazy. So I don't know. No, I just, no, so that was disgusted with that question. <laughs> that wasn't a disgusted noise. It was more a disgust. It was a disgusted noise. It was more so at myself in the way that I think it's so funny that I thought I wanted to be a therapist because I hate listening to people. So it would have been like <laughs> I would have been like the world's worst therapist. People would just kill themselves. Like, um, anyways, it no, it it. I guess like therapy has been so important to me, and mm-hmm. it's meant. I love therapy. It's like it's something that's it's just it has saved my life so many times. I, I'm so so proud of the work I've done in therapy with people. And so I think when you have those experiences, it's kind of like, oh, like I love this thing so much. What if, you know, I should do it maybe. Um but yeah, I I learned in that process that I was like, no, nah, I don't nah, not and, for me. But didn't you leave it to do comedy particularly or just like you were like, just not this. And then you sort of found comedy along the way. I think I th- I did not leave it for comedy. I think okay. it for me, it was like the program I was in really sold itself as this like transformative experience. It was kind of an East meets West program. So it, it tried to tie in Eastern spirituality with Western psychology. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hippy dippy kind of mm-hmm. Bay Area school. Um, and then I did that for a little bit. It was very expensive mm-hmm. and I was paying for it. And it was Ooh. just kind of like, I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be in s- mountains of debt when I graduate. And the pay for this type of work is so low. I don't think I'm, I'm not going to be happy. Like, like I started realizing uh-huh. that I am not going to be happy if I see this through, like mm-hmm. this is not, f- there's other things in the world I want to accomplish and I can have a transformative experience not in this program. I don't need to be in this program to so like like I, I'm trans, you know, like hello. <laughs> you're like, transforming. You know, like, it's it's built in. <laughs> like I have my own built-in <laughs> trans program. So it was just like I'm good. I was like I'm actually going to focus on me and um, and then I started comedy very shortly after. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Okay. Wait. I just, there's something in my head that I just really feel like I have to step out. Mm. I thought it was Grinder because the font of the text looked like Grinder font. Okay. I don't want you to All right, think, Grandma. 
Well, I did because they would see, and then, and then, like you know, especially when you were talking to him about like sexy stuff, and then him being like, "Let's pray." I was like, "Oh, mm. does Nori do grinder? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. But I don't You're want you to wrong. think I'm not okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Naomi, so like, I the besides Elder Plum, all the screenshots are from OkCupid okay or Grinder. Thank like, you. Okay, Hugh, yeah, I'm not, or, I'm not backwards. Okay. okay. I love the idea that Naomi doesn't understand Grind that she thinks texting is Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm sex negative, so I would think texting is grinder. Like, is this how it happens? Uh, wait, so Nori, what has has your relationship history been? Do you like are you like a serial dater? Do you just uh shack up long term? Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, well before I mean so before I transitioned, I was I was living my life as a gay man, so that kind of was my life experience and who I was dating um so <clears throat> i had a partner for like you know almost three years and i was supposed to actually move to boston um because he was going to harvard for a double <laughs> you know nor did double a degree flip. yeah uh, you, have to you know playful just, hair flip <laughs> it's just he was you know just oh yeah just a little college double yeah. yeah cambridge right <laughs> it was he was getting a dual you know business and public policy uh, okay. Graduate degree, uh, but so, so and I was Pete like, Buttigieg? I was definitely it. Listen, <laughs> it's Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> no, but but literally, he's so much like he he campaigned for Pete. So okay, that type. Um, uh-huh. So then I was like going back and forth from Boston. I'm sorry, Cambridge, uh, <laughs> in New York, just going back and forth, and and was just like. Something didn't feel right because everything was so perfect. And I was like, if everything's so perfect, then why am I so unhappy? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, it was just this kind of, like, very confusing experience. And then I started going to um, therapy and then realized that, I, I mean, I've gone on and off through therapy ever since the first story I told you about mm-hmm. the co- about my college being like, you have to go. Um, but essentially, through that experience was like, oh, I'm trans, like. I've been kind of putting this down. I've been really bearing this for so long, but this is like my truth and I have to like deal with this. And so we broke up and that's when I went to the Bay area and started going to that college. Oh, essentially. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So before that dated gay men. And then when I started living my life as a, as a woman and, and transitioning, then I started dating st- <laughs> straight men. <laughs> And it it has been the worst. I cannot ex- ex- even explain to you how terrible it's been to date straight men. No offense, Andy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. None I taken. I really, yeah. On his behalf, I'll say none know. taken. You know what okay. I mean? We can all say it. We I can think, all say it. I think in general, all humans are awful. So like, you know. But especially straight men. <laughs> Thank sure. As, yeah. As the, as, the, uh, as the top of the food chain, sure. The issue at hand is that with gay men, there there's a power balance. So even if the only power imbalance might be race or like class, the only I'm like the only <laughs> power. Ba- it's like oh, those are pretty big. Um, but w- what I mean is that like you know, with gay men, I always felt like we were on a similar playing field. When I started mm-hmm. dating straight men, it was all of a sudden this huge power imbalance of being a trans woman Mm. and then them being a straight man and them having so much power and me feeling like I didn't have any power. And it was just so 
bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's truly terrible. Because even the good ones, I would say, like, the best ones still sucked. Like, oh. the ones that weren't, the ones that were not total assholes, mm-hmm. boring. <laughs> like, the ones that didn't hurt me, no art on the wall. No, just, right. like, bare walls. Oh. As like I say Patrick my Bateman. That has like, no- uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, uh, American Psycho types? Yeah, like, the, this one guy, like... It, <laughs> Like, I, I had given up on dating, like, bad boys. And was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do... Because I... There was a slut period where I was just, like... Ooh. Like, there was so much <laughs> sex. It was like it was just, like, lots and lots of sex. And I was like, I'm done. I want, like, something more serious. Mm-hmm. And so I started dating this one guy who, on paper, it was like, okay, good tech job. Own apartment. Very nice. Very supportive. But then it's, like, doesn't know how to cook. To, is is hopeless when it comes to like so many things um like so inter- even like emotional like communication stuff? yeah but also just like common sense like just like life like just <laughs> um i guess what i'm saying is just like you even when they weren't these like awful people they were just kind of dull like, yeah dull la- just yeah, yeah very dull yeah. And so it's been it has been very challenging dating as a as a trans woman. That's just that's the reality. And I think for me the journey has been now I'm much more focused on dating other queer people. Mm-hmm. And that has been <clears throat> so much better because I now feel seen in in like com- in my complexity. So I'm no longer cuz I feel like the person that you're interacting with right now isn't the person I was when I first started transitioning because I really felt that pressure to to be a woman, to like to, mm. you know, I went to speech therapy to change my voice. I like did all these things to try to, you know, quote unquote, pass or whatever, whatever those words are. You know, they, they're very complicated words, but um, it got so exhausting that it was just like, I can't, I just can't, yeah. do, I have to. So I now much more identify as kind of like a non-binary trans woman. So somewhere kind of in between non-binary and trans woman, because I just, it's exhausting to try to fit yourself in these like very tiny boxes of what it means to be a woman for these, for these straight men. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Yes. Totally. Cause it's for them. It's like, it's like, I'm doing this for you. Like it's not. So you feel comfortable. Right. So you feel comfortable so that you see me a certain way. And so it's been very liberating and free to date like other trans people, you know, mm-hmm. trans men, non-binary people. But that's been a big. Well, actually, they suck too. <laughs> you know, you know like, it's like, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Trans men are some of the most fuckboy fuckboys I've ever met in my life. To be honest, that is so funny. <sighs> Oh my god! So yeah, I do. You don't like nobody. You don't love these hoes. They out here <laughs> just being a pain in the ass. I get it. I understand what you're saying. That checks out to me. But yeah. I mean, what you were saying though about kind of realizing the extent we were like, yeah, because sometimes I do wonder, you know, is quote unquote passing as you say, is that always should that always be the goal? What you know, isn't there something? Isn't there value, obviously, as determined by the person, <laughs> not by me, but like in saying like, well, this is I'm a trans woman. Like I'm not, you know, like that is its own experience. That is right. its own 
journey that is like it's not the same as bio yeah. woman but it's like you, you see what i'm saying but it's, it just i'm not trying to say like less damn but just like different okay this is over this this oh, okay. podcast is over okay I'm, okay I'm, okay no, no, okay nori's gone i did it i I'm stepped gone. in it i stepped I'm gone. in it no, I know I understand everything that you're saying and I think there's there's some trans women where it's very important to them yes for themselves that yeah. they kind of sure uh, yeah, yeah, yeah treat treat their their gender dysphoria in the ways that they want to treat but I would say that another component of it which I think you're speaking to is that a lot of trans people or I'll just be specific trans women uh there's a lot of pressure to pass for safety Mm-hmm. It's really about safety because when yes. you're walking around in the world, you just want to get to from point A yep. to point B without someone harassing you mm-hmm. or threatening you or staring at you. So, yeah. so much of a transition is really about safety, and like mm-hmm. that—that's a huge component of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at a certain point, for me personally, because every every single person is so different, so it's like mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. Glad, listen, Glad would be very proud of me today. I think what for putting up with my ass. No, my I'm doing. A, I think I'm doing a great job explaining some things. <laughs> I think if if Glad is listening, I Glad don't know, is maybe. listening. Glad is listening to couples therapy. Glad they're gonna nominate this episode. <laughs> Yes, for an award. I deserve an award for this. But essentially, all I'm saying is that for me personally, it just started to feel like a prison. I was like, uh-huh. I can't like, like yes, I have I have hair on my arms. I have like like I can't keep you know paying. It's expensive. Oh my god, it's expensive. <laughs> Everything is so expensive, and it just becomes to a point where you're just like, there's all these other areas of my life that I want to focus on. Yeah, that have yeah. nothing to do with my appearance. Yes, right. You know, and yeah, that that yeah. comedy for me was an outlet away from that where I was like, wow, I get to be funny and smart and people respect me and and kind of to to feel respected and and kind of yeah, celebrated for mm-hmm. something than other being like a sexual object for like a, a fetish for someone, you know? Right. Yeah. You didn't leave the prison of cisness just to walk into a different prison. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, that's, I, I'm, well, that's, that's very, that, that's a wonderfully articulated. I've never articulated that way. So first of all, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for, fuck you for articulating something that I can't even, you know? Well, I, look, I was a philosophy professor, so. Okay, stop it. Don't you be a Okay, well, we about to take a break. So we can <laughs> help you handle your skills. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. 
Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, MeUndies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea Mm -hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. 
five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds, and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. With Nori Reed, Hedy. Nori, we we put you through your paces because we've got to help mm. these people. We've got to help these people. But now we know, honestly, you have the most therapy experience of all of us. You Thank have you. the most um, you. certification from Dr. your Nori. one year. Dr. Mm-hmm. Nori. I'm imagining you. someone in a glad office somewhere. Like They're like taking notes on this episode. They're like, wait. Uh, award? No, wait, no, we're taking away. No award. <laughs> uh, award? Like, the, like there's a long. And they keep changing they keep it changing, back and forth. Yeah. Award, no award, award, award no, no award. award. But that's yeah. fine. All right, we get questions from our listeners from a variety of places: uh, voicemail, Gmail, Twitter DM, Instagram DM. Yes, we do. I guess yes. four mm. sources. That's Grinder, Grinder. Don't forget Grinder. Grinder DM. Yes. <laughs> You see couples therapy pod on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh what's my happening. god, that would be a ridiculous way to look for guests. Just being like, do you want to come to our podcast? Have you ever, Nori? Are you on Grinder? And have you ever been asked to do a yes. podcast over on <laughs> Grinder? I will say this: I've only met up with, I would say, one or two people from Grinder because of I'm a semi demi, um, but. I will say that I have a lot of fun just interacting with people on there because they are so unhinged and it's just like <laughs> so, a lot of fun because they're insane. Um, but no, I mean, something that people don't know is that like a lot of different people use Grinder. It's not for just gay men anymore. So mm-hmm. like trans people use Grinder, non-binary. I don't I don't think straight people should be using gr- Grindr. I, maybe. I don't not know. Not even to get podcast guests <laughs> or I advice questions. Being- I, th- I feel like we we as a society have moved past gatekeeping, so I'm kind of I'm done with it too. Harry Styles, you can be whatever you want to be. I don't care. You heard I it don't here care. first. You heard it here first. Glad. Okay. Or I just saw the award get crossed out again. Yeah, it got crossed uh, out again. Oh, oh. God damn it! God damn, damn it. it! All right, this first one is a voicemail. I love it. Hi. I'm a huge, huge fan of the pod. I am literally on a commute and just finished the episode with Kate Bacucci. And um, there's been a kind of a question on my mind for a while. I wanted to ask you guys, and I wasn't quite sure about it. And hopefully, and I have a comment after um, Kate's episode too. Hopefully, I can make it in the time. Um, But basically, um, I am another one with a conservative evangelical upbringing and kind of just recently discovered that I'm bi, bisexual, and, um, you know, kind of came out to some friends and stuff, but I, I still really haven't talked to my husband about it, and he's really a wonderful guy, he's, he's not, you know, he's kind of cookie, and he kind of embraces the things that I do, and I'm like, oh, tomorrow I'm gonna, you know, become an expert at guitar, you like, okay, sure, here, what, you know, what do you need? He's perfect. He's wonderful. He's supporting my dream of um, taking really good care of LGBT people, LGBT plus um, community. Um, so, you know, I just, he's a great guy. I think he, he, you know, he's grown up a little traditional himself, um, but hopefully, you know, just if you guys have some advice for me for what I can kind of 
how I can approach it, how I can tell him and kind of explain, I don't want to be with anyone else. I'm happy in our monogamous relationship, but this is something I know about myself and I'm kind of more of a whole person having known this about myself. Um, and then my little comment was that I was, had never dated anyone or kissed anyone by the time I was 24 and there was another call that I was talking about this. Um, and that's when I met my husband and he was my first kiss. And he hung with me for two years um, with my conservative Christian upbringing um, before I actually lost my virginity to him. So, um, you know, things happen. Life is weird. Um, you know, he's foreign. Somebody was just like, you want to go out on a date with this foreign guy? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? What? And, you know, it turned out great. So, you know, saying yes. And um, I have tons of social anxiety, too. So just, you know finding someone that'll make space for that and, and someone you love hanging out with. You never know, you know, what's going to happen. Just take life as it comes. But yeah, you know, uh, the guy who played uh, Professor Snape didn't start acting until he was like 41. So, you know, just live your life, be your best self, and hopefully, you know, that person will come. But, you know, definitely love being you. Okay, bye. Now, did they say the actor who played Professor Snape didn't start acting till he was forty-one? Is that true? Was um, that was that what she said at the end? She did say that. I I, <laughs> I can't. I I don't. I have not fact fact checked that. Right, uh, right. Neither. I believe Andy will fact check it for us up, now. But I'm looking up Severus Snape right now. Alan Rickman. I know. When did he start? Just no, just say when did he start? Was he really forty-one when he did Die Hard? I mean, come on. Anyway, okay, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, I took notes. I took you some did. notes. Okay, good. Yes, mm-hmm. family therapist. Yes, almost graduate. What mm. are your What are your first? What are like your initial thoughts hearing this? How to come out mm. to husband as bisexual? Coming off of an evangelical background, where you know something like this wasn't okay to talk about. Yeah, I you know that was that was a journey. It was a journey that we were on and I I appreciate that. I liked how um she said she was bi and then she clarified saying, "Oh, bisexual" because that could have been bicoastal. It could have been it, it could have been a number of things. So I'm I'm happy yeah, that she bilingual. Bilingual, bipedal. Exactly. I'm glad that she specified that what she was talking about was bisexuality. Um I I hear a lot of um a desire to be seen. You know, it, it's not just about expressing to her husband that she wants to be with someone else or sleep with someone else. She just wants to be seen in in the complexity of who she is, which I mm-hmm. find to be really uh, beautiful. Um, I do hear some... I, I don't know if she's kind of like trying to like... rev herself up for the talk or... Mm. But it's it seems like there's this kind of like trying to prove to herself or wanting to believe that her husband is more liberal than she is or hmm. that he is. Um, there was just some interesting kind of like uh, how she sees her husband and how mm-hmm. she thinks he will react. Uh, maybe some like, projection. Okay. I thought it was like trying to be like, he is a good guy. You know, he, he does, he does get it. But obviously, there's still some worry on her part. 
that and I think that's that's what I was trying to articulate is that it's almost like she was trying to sell us him being yeah. good with it and there but there was still this worry and concern in her voice that that I wasn't sure how to how how that looks in reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff where I just like what like whatever the relationship is like or whatever it, it turns into or doesn't turn into or whatever. Uh, you know, I can't predict that or anything, but there were a lot of like kind of like little things that popped up as she was talking where I'm just like, oh, maybe you like this is her f- her her husband is her first. Is it her first relationship or just her first? Like, I don't know what like she said, first kiss and then it lost her virginity. Too. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if like maybe mm-hmm. they like after that, they like went their separate ways and then came back together and eventually got married or if it started or it, if it's, it's just only been, been hit, it, mm, only, only been, been him. him. But yeah. like if you are. If you have a kind of revelation about your identity at some point in your marriage, um, is will you know? Do you want to start um, exploring that? And I wonder if part of the selling, like trying to sell the husband, was saying was like telling herself, like he's going to be okay with this and nothing's going to change. Um. But when you have that revelation, things are going to change. I agree. I I felt like she was not only trying to sell her husband understanding, but also sell that this was just her wanting to express herself and that she wasn't ever going to act on it or do anything. And and I find that to be a little unrealistic, to be mm-hmm. honest. Right. But I, that's why I was having all those like caveats where I was just like, she might not want to. She yeah. might have just discovered this thing about herself and just been like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And then, and she's like, I should probably tell my husband though. Uh, and then, I mean, I, I mean, you know, tell your husband. Like, uh, there's no like, there's no, there's no right way no to right tell way. him just, or script yeah, to tell like, him. It's like, yeah, just be like, I mean, if 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 you have open communication, which hopefully you do, it's just well, like, we did we did learn that he is foreign, right? So you know, <laughs> know. communication wise, we we can't assume that. So maybe she the, is bilingual because her yes. husband is foreign. Yes, there might be a language barrier there to expressing Nori. the bisexuality. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I know. I think I'm like, yeah, that, like, I just, I say, you know, have a conversation in a casual, a casual, comfortable moment, I would right. say. Like, don't kind of put mm. him on his heels in that sense of like, we need to talk right now. You what know, really a, grave. A Friday night at TGI Fridays. Friday yes. night at TGI Fridays. Food. I think food and possibly drink, if that's something that you guys partake in, I think that will really kind of pr- put some warmth there, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the talk. So I also agree with the TGIF. I think it's going to be a TGI Fridays. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pitch Red Robin because I think their mozzarella sticks are oh. much better than TGI Fridays mozzarella sticks. But uh-huh. well, it. But it's like unlimited. Isn't like unlimited fries, so that yes. can get kind of complicated. Wait, what complicated? Well, if you're if you're you know you keep ordering the fries, she's nervous. She's ordering <laughs> oh. more fries. She's ordering more fries. She gets sick. She has to go to the bathroom. Moments uh, over. I see. You're oh. right. You're right. Well, I'm right saying if the because the conversation it might be a long conversation. You might want bottomless fries to oh. get through it. That's wow. You know. <laughs> Valid point. 
<laughs> Growing up in Christian County, how far did you have to go to go to like a Red Robin type, like any of those, you know, chain Ooh. restaurants or mall? Be it, be or it Ruby Tuesdays, be right. it TGI Fridays. We oh my God. Ground yeah, round. Yes, we had a Ruby Tuesday. Um, it was in Clarksville, Tennessee. That's about 45 minutes away. Oh. And uh, yeah, I, I, it was always a treat when we got to go to the salad bar at Ruby mm-hmm. Tuesday. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. I used to get really nervous going to salad bars, like meaning mm. the act of walking up. Me too. Yes. And like thinking people were like going to watch or yes. judge, pick or judge me for my choices. Yeah. I used oh to be my so God. scared. <laughs> so what if I that... want seven rolls? Okay. <laughs> I want seven rolls. With I wonder the, with if that's a universal lettuce. experience because I'm also very relating to what you're talking about. I wonder if everyone felt that way. Sure. Salad bar anxiety. Salad yeah. bar anxiety. Yes, please. Anyone write in. But also, could it be us as um, sensitive babies? That's you know true. what I mean? Like we're sensitive kids, the three of us all. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, am I doing it wrong? Yeah. Can I put bacon bits on it? <laughs> it was always that horrible feeling. Did you guys have a Logan's? No, no what kind of food's Logan's? Logan's was one of those peanuts restaurants where you could they give you a bucket of peanuts and then you just you you throw them on the floor. Uh, oh, never. We Do had you know a, what I'm talking a, about. I know, like yeah, a, like I know what you're talking about. We restaurant. had a a restaurant like that in Reading, but it was called Peanut Bar, and it was not a chain. Mm. Interesting. You, yeah. what, you buy a bucket and you just eat peanut? What did this give you? Like, yeah, uh, they you give know, you. ground round, you got popcorn. Yeah. At, at oh, Logan's, I see, I see. You I got see. peanuts. Okay, so it wasn't it's, just peanuts, yeah. but that was like their thing. Their thing. No, no, when you, when you walk in, they give you a bucket of peanuts, and it's very socially acceptable to once you're with the shell, you just throw it on the ground. Okay, that's fun. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun to me. I like it. I like the idea. If I was, especially as a kid, if you're telling me I could just like come into a place and yes. make a mess and then leave, my God in heaven, gotta love a Logan's. Is that still in business? Do we know if Logan's is still out here? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. By the way, Alan Rickman. Yep. Mm. First cinematic role was Die Hard, 1988, and he was 41 or 42 at that time. Okay. Wow. But he was uh, he was treading the boards at the Globe well before that. He was that. theatrical before okay. that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, okay. yeah. we got some time before we, you know. But yeah, so have a, I mean, I would say have the conversation, but like, I think uh, uh, the caller needs to be aware of, or I was going to say confront, and that's why I stopped myself. Yeah. Confront, yeah, maybe confront the fact that it might change. Like you discovering this new thing about yourself might change things and you have to be accepting of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like, you know, keep the conversation open, meaning he may have questions for you. You know what I mean? That are just sort of like, okay, well, what is this? You know, what does this feel like? What made you, you know, come to this conclusion, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And just like, you know. Be open to that Q&A sesh, you know, less of a TED talk, more of a Q&A. You never know. Something something that might help is that I feel like right now in, in culture, uh, the husbands that are married to bi women, super cool. Like, like mm-hmm. their kind of social capital goes like way up. <laughs> so if she wants to sell it, if she really wants to sell it at that TGIF, it's yeah. kind of like, look, babe, like... You're married to a bi woman. Like this is he, like this is cool. Like you're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. great for you. You're great welcome. for you. Do you know how many people are gonna poke you on Facebook? Poke yeah. you on Facebook? What year mm-hmm. is it? Sorry, on Meta. Nori, do you have time for one more cue? Of course. 
Thank you right. so much. Here we go. Okay. I want to do 10. Hi, you guys. Um, big fan of your work. Uh, newish listener, first time caller. I'm calling. Um, I think this still sort of fits into the whole uh, relationships topic of the show. Um, but just a little bit of context. Uh, I'm a graduate student finishing my PhD at a university um, in Texas. I won't say which one because I don't know how many people listen to this. <laughs> um, and long story short, there was a guy, a couple cohorts above mine further along in the program who had a history of um, focusing on reaching out to and eventually dating girls who were like 20 years younger than him. Um, he's now in his early 40s. He was in his late 30s when I first met him. And he dated someone from my cohort who was in her mid-20s when we first started our grad program. And then he graduated and moved to California. Um, and then just recently, last week, I found out that he's dating someone three years younger than her, so 24, in our grad program still. <laughs> So colleges have, like, Title IX and stuff where you can, like, file reports about grooming or predatory behavior. Um, but this isn't technically illegal. She's over the age of 18, and there's not, like, a crime being committed. But, like, it's super sketchy. I mean, she's, like, we're looking at, like, being, her being, like, 50 to 20, 15 to 20 years younger than him, Um he teaches college students. He's a professor now. And even though he's not necessarily maybe being creepy with his college students, I still feel like it's super, super weird um, to be dating girls so much younger than you who have family issues and all of this other stuff. And so I guess my question is, um, how do I get him in trouble No, no. <laughs> um, when there's no oversight? I, I want him to experience, like, consequences for his behavior. Uh, I want women to know about the fact that he's being low-key predatory, that he's a creep, um, because he is for so many reasons. I mean, other than just the age gap thing, he's, like, really manipulative. How do we get him in trouble? <laughs> Thanks, you guys. <laughs> well, okay, wow. Well, caller, I, I do not know if you're going to get the answer that you want. <laughs> From all of us, all the three of us here, like look at each other with like wide eyes, being like, "What?" <laughs> Nori, okay, do you do you want to go first or wait? Can I just recap really sure. quickly because yeah. there was some math, yeah. there was some math problems, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what's happening now?" This is a guy she had gone to grad school with originally. Yes, who he was is a now couple, a professor, a couple cohorts above her, so right, a couple so a years older than her. Older than her. He was now a professor, yes. but from the time he was in grad school, like he was always dating much younger women. He was dating, but yes, much younger. Plus, by the way, I'm not justifying. No, no, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying that like much younger means he was in his late 30s. They were in their mid 20s, is what she said. It, why? No, that was the example. Exactly. Because remember, because she, she was like mid to late 20s, 12 years ago. I was like, okay. And 20. <laughs> if I did the math right, he was in his late 30s dating someone who was 27. Correct. She said, right. And Which the, is not. <laughs> and then the new person is 25, and it's like, it's not that. That's not illegal. And that's, it's not, also, that's not even close. That's not it's even, also that, just, it's also just not that wild of an 
it is an age gap, but it's also like not. I don't know. I can't. I'm like I, to me, I'm like, um, you know, if you're not telling us something, which is that you, you know, things that some women he has dated have told you about his. You know, whether or not his advances were wanted, whether or not, you know, he was controlling abusive, you know, consent his, issues. Yeah. If, if that if you're not telling us that, first of all, you need to tell us that because that changed the whole damn question. Yeah. Grooming but, doesn't. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. Grooming, if it's, grooming doesn't count. Either women, by the way, this is where we where where I think about this. Either women are autonomous humans after the age of consent or. They're not. I don't know how to like. Wait, I don't what know. What do you mean? You can't groom a woman. A woman who's twenty-seven is a woman. I see. You can't groom you can't an adult. Groom a twenty-seven. You can't groom an adult. We think. Uh, we might hear back. We well, might hear some. Oh, I mean, look. I'll leave this open. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think you can groom an adult. Nori, what do you think? Ooh, this is yeah. This one is is loaded. I feel like. Um, it sounds like she's alluding to things, and but without those things being named. Right. right now, it just sounds like a man who prefers to date younger women who are of age and can enter a consensual relationship. It sounds like they're not his students, which I think right. if they were his students, that's when it starts to, for me, get into some power dynamics that yes. yeah, could possibly be yeah. wrong but it sounds like oh, 100%. he keeps it separate so if he's keeping it separate then i i don't know i, I but it it did to me sound like she was alluding to possibly there being more but without that knowledge it, right now he he's a man who prefers to date younger women probably because he's immature i don't you know exactly yeah like, sure and like yeah. he's sleazy like, doesn't sound great like yeah he could be like being. a little like sleazy where you're like oh this guy he's gonna he's gonna try to hit yeah. on you at the bar but that has a ponytail right. it sounds like, <laughs> that vibe, it, sounds like that it vibe like yeah you know he's like i'm a cool professor I'm a cool like, teacher oh, Lord. yeah it's like you know and it's like that's not illegal but if there are things that you know are again when you say how do i get him in trouble that that's, yeah, that's, you know, see, that's, that seems like malicious to me. Actually, that seems beyond like. That's not how do I how do I bring his behavior to the attention of his students so that they are you know prepared or warned. Get him in. Tr- it's a different thing than said, just did, like, get him in trouble. Did he? I, that's where I'm like. There's look. When I was younger, I remember that like I was way too loyal to my friends, and I remember my one friend, his girlfriend cheated on him. And we were all on the same message. This is the early 2000s. I was, we were all on the same message board. And I made fun of her on the message board. And then he like messaged me and he was like, don't do that. I don't need you defending me. And mm. I was like, ooh, okay, sorry, buddy. I thought I was, uh, I thought I was being a good friend. And he's like, no. <laughs> so I wonder if, if like our caller is being too loyal of a friend and wants to like, because like, Maybe he broke up because like she said, he broke up with the person who was 27 and is now dating a 24 year old and that on behalf of her 27 year old friend, she hmm. wants to like take him down a peg or something. Well, maybe it's not even like I'm just trying yeah, to find reasons. This is all yeah. the information that we have. I know. And in in lieu of there being nothing illegal or sh- or like actually shady, like dating a student, um, then I don't know what else to say. Like, don't do any of this stuff. I and I if it is your if you it is your friend who you're like trying to, um, who you, who you want to like get back at him on behalf of, 
I would say, unless your friend wants you to, and even then, don't do it. Well, you, if, if there's but like, you but know- like, don't, don't just on your own initiative fuck up this guy's life just because you don't like the His age behavior. Gap. Yeah. In, yeah. In lieu of there being nothing illegal. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah. Sometimes people yeah. are just creeps and it's not illegal and we don't like them and we don't want them to thrive, but they're out here. I mean, come on, we're all in comedy. We know creeps are out here. <laughs> and there's a creep yes. spectrum. That yeah, way you're like, okay, I'm going to avoid this person. And there's a, there's, versus, yeah, yeah, there's a line of legality, I it's, think. Yeah. And so it's like, unfortunately, you know, and, and if there's more and if, for instance, you know, there is a friend or someone who's been with this person who came to you and told you something, then I think your work would be in supporting her and encouraging her to speak with someone and say, look, I'll help you on this process. I'll be with you every step of the way. But I think that's the work you would do if any. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oof. yeah. Oof. Unfortunately, I mean, this is the fucked up thing. Like, remember, like all the like fucking actual um, sexual assaulters. I don't know what the word is, but in comedy, like there are some people we kind of heard rumors about. Like, I mean, I'll just say it. We all heard rumors about Louis C.K. before it was revealed. Right. But we didn't know. But there were all rumors. We didn't know the actual people involved. Mm-hmm. And it was not like we couldn't. There's, first of all, there's no HR in comedy. But like, let's say there was, you can't go on someone's behalf. You can't do something on someone's behalf if they don't want to yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So if this shithead, I don't say shithead, we can say he's a shithead. Yeah, he's a creeper. Did something actually bad. It's incumbent upon your friend to actually go to the authorities. And you can't do yeah. it on their behalf. And you can't ruin his life on their behalf unless they yeah. want you to. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. I no, I yeah, that sounds. I think so. Spot on. I think so. That's it's wild. It's funny because I do also understand that impulse though. Because when there are people where I'm like, "How do we ruin this person?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel that a lot. I'm like, "How can I ruin you?" Because you should you should not be rewarded for the way you live your life. <laughs> My first note I wrote down is she sounds high. <laughs> I thought when when she first. When she first started speaking, I was like, okay, this is someone who's high. She is high right now. I can, <laughs> I can feel it. Um, and then she's like, I'm a grad student. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's checking out. And then, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, Yeah, this is a very I, – I agree with you, Andy. I think that her role at this point sounds like being there for her friend, you know, maybe giving her friend support, supporting her friend and making the decisions that are going to be for her best interest and, and, and things like that. But – but I agree. It doesn't sound like she really needs to be taking this, um, this, this, this role in 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 this in this conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness! Who do you want to ruin, Nori? On the record. On the record. <laughs> <laughs> On the record. Who I want to ruin? Um, um, glad. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's about time that you know. I I have my own organization that I'm gonna that I'm pitching. It's called Mad. It's, yes. Um, yes. It's, yeah. It's 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 uh we're working on what that stands for. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. We do not have that yet. Um, <laughs> now I gotta ask you. There yeah. is already a mad mothers against drunk driving. So oh, we're are suing you... them. Okay. So you're gonna <laughs> start because... a same acronym. Yes. M- there's not even an extra D or there or, might be an extra A, a. No. or one extra. <laughs> or one fewer D. No, it's M A D D. Same exact acronym. Yes. And very boldly, 
you are going to <laughs> yeah. start a new one and it's, then sue the already established Matt. Yes, yes. Thank you. For, you have it perfect. That's what we're doing. <laughs> you because, have it perfect. Yeah, it's like, you know, they don't own that acronym and there's important work that we need to do and right. we do need that acronym. We Do we have what it stands for? No, we don't know yet. Right, right. We're working on that. Right. But um, as it stands, yeah, I really am working on this project. I hope you guys will um, give money. You know, I, I'm really here just asking for some money. We're, <laughs> we're raising money right now. It's $2,000 a ticket. Um, oh, we're doing a fundraiser. I forgot. Okay. We're doing like a, a fun- ticket. Okay. Yes, we're doing a gala. It's 2000 okay. a ticket. We okay. have already confirmed Jojo Siwa. Don't, don't <laughs> spread it. Yes. Why does this sound like someone trying to sell me an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what it is and don't explain it to me. Exactly. Do not explain it to me. I refuse to learn. I refuse to learn what it is. Oh my goodness. What a world. Yeah, what a, what a, what a world. What an awful, NFT. awful What an awful, awful world. world. We what I about NFTs. But you know what was not an awful, awful world? The world we created today. Talking between to you. the three of us. Talking to you, Nori. It got deep. I, I I will say uh, I've never gotten this this um, uh, you know, real before mm. on a podcast. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what? The award that was crossed out previously when you said you want you uh, yeah yeah is now back in the yeah we're back in the running oh, for back in the running back in play oh. oh. You guys, cast your Thank votes God. for Nori in this episode at www.madoverglad.org. Um, Nori, you're the best. Uh, uh, listeners, you're the best. And we will see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 